0: Welcome to the Holiday Survival Podcast. My name is Aaron Billings and I am your host. The holidays can be the most wonderful time of the year or they can literally be the worst. My hope is that this podcast series will be a resource for you to not only survive this season, but thrive. Over the next couple of weeks, we will be sharing episodes on everything from how to navigate relationship challenges to how to set boundaries with family, friends, and colleagues, We will also be talking about how to find joy in new traditions and why prioritizing your values during the holidays is important. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Holiday Survival Podcast. This is our first interview and I am so excited to have this conversation because something that I've learned over the years is that we cannot pour from an empty cup We have to pour from the overflow. And as we prepare for the holiday season, it's so important that we prioritize self-care during the holidays so that we can keep our cup full. And so today I'm going to be chatting with my friend Zaina Kronful, an ICF certified career transitions coach and consultant. Zaina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, so that our listeners can get to know you.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Erin. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Like you said, I'm a certified career transitions coach and consultant. I came to this field from over 12 years of experience doing international marketing, product marketing, branding, project management, all those things kind of in the advertising marketing space. And really from the beginning of my career, I kind of knew that I was destined to do more than what I was doing. I really wanted to help people, but I didn't really know how that I wanted to go about doing that. So long story short, I ended up doing several career transitions myself. I didn't have any support or anyone to help me throughout that process. So really what I've done for myself is created the kind of person that I really needed, the kind of support system, kind of coaching, like a coach therapist, if you will, coaching for your (laughs) career. And so now I kind of help guide both corporate and self-employed professionals through their career transitions by helping them gain clarity on their next step, navigate the changes necessary to pursue and excel in the work that they love.
0: I love how you said, I want to be the person that I didn't have. Yeah. So many people especially that are in the service provider therapist counselor life coach space they are all creating the people that they wish they would have had in their support system so i think that's wonderful to hear and people like you are so needed you know many people think that self care is getting a mani pedi or going to the spa or going on a shopping spree But I would love to know from your point of view, what is self-care in reality?
1: Yeah, I love that. And it's such a common example of self-care. It's the first thing we go to is kind of the physical and the external, like the mani-pedi, the shopping sprees, the hanging out with the friends or catching up with the boys or the girls or however you want to categorize that but really self-care while those are self-care activities the ones that tend to be neglected are the mental and the emotional aspects of self-care so that would be setting boundaries taking time for yourself saying no to things that don't let you up you don't want to do They're going to leave you feeling a certain type of way. So it's really the mental and emotional boundaries along with several others as well. But those ones are the ones that tend to leave us very drained and dysregulated, especially during the holiday season.
0: I would love to know how does boundaries and self-care help you do what you do with your clients that are going through career transitions
1: yeah honestly it's it's absolutely necessary when you're helping i mean imagine you don't have to be in a in a service type role um, or industry to feel kind of depleted maybe in the organization that you work for you have a, a series of clients so when you kind of like to what you were saying earlier when you're constantly Pouring into other people when you don't have anything else left to give, you need to make sure that you are doing something so you are filling up your own cup. So, like we chatted about earlier, yes, that can certainly be a massage and things like that, but there's other things that you can tap into much easier and much quicker as opposed to, you know, setting an appointment to make a massage that takes a lot of effort and time and money. But in the Mm -hmm. moment, there's other things that you can tap into, other resources that make it much easier to access and take care of your mental and emotional well-being that you can just do in the moment. Oh, that's great. So why, in your opinion, is self-care
0: so important, not just in the holidays, really, but year-round?
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. We tend to think about it during the holidays because We seemingly feel like we have more time, but we really don't have that much time during the holidays, right? We're running around. We feel like everything is compressed. There's a lot of deadlines, whether it's from the holidays, whether it's from the work that we do. There's just annual deadlines. It's end of year. So we're trying to wrap things up and then start anew in the new year. So I think the biggest thing, it's important to set the foundation earlier in the year. So you have this practice because even when we have practices and routines, typically they just go crazy. Like we we don't follow them during the holidays or when we're on vacation, right? So maybe your self-care routine is to go to yoga or do something like that. And then you're traveling to see family, but there is no yoga studio and you didn't bring your yoga mat and you didn't do all these things. So it's really having a practice that is regular that you can access And then also finding ways that if you can't do that exact thing, you can tap into something similar or you have a way to kind of bend it and and not feel like it's all or nothing when you don't have the access to it.
0: That's a good point. I know many of people that fall off the wagon on their diets during the holiday season just because of that. It's like, I don't have access to the place where I get my juices. I don't have this close to me or you know, my gym, I don't have a nationwide gym membership. So I know lots of people that that's one of their ways of self-care. And then it kind of falls by the wayside just because they don't have access. I never thought about that. That's a great point. How is setting boundaries a form of self-care?
1: Yeah. So I love, I love, love, love setting boundaries and helping people work through these really setting boundaries is a form of self care. Cause if you think about it as like a physical fence or like a shield, if you will, to protect yourself, it's a protection mechanism from people, from ideas, from thoughts and things that you may not agree with, or maybe you can take on, but you just don't have full capacity. So for instance, many people will identify with being like an introvert or an extrovert. So Extroverted people tend to, I don't want to say not have the boundaries, but they don't feel as depleted as maybe an introvert will. So, for an introvert, you are being very cautious of who you're spending your time around. There's certain people, nothing wrong with the people. It's just they're very high energy and you love being around them, but then you have to go home and kind of like decompress. So, it's really Mm -hmm. important that you have an understanding and self awareness of kind of how you function in and of yourself. And so that way, you have an idea of, okay, I'm at my social capacity, I have to exit this situation. Otherwise, I'm going to start getting crabby or like, being hangry is like a great example. <laughs> many people can relate to of a boundary of like, okay, if I go longer than two hours without eating, I'm going to be a volatile. And I need to start making sure that I have either snacks with me or access to something so I don't get to that point. The
0: older I get, the more I'm like, I need snacks with me at all times, whether it's for taking medication or to avoid being hangry. Snacks is some of the best advice you can get. (laughs) It really is. I'd like to take this and put it into application, actually, because I know for me, I would consider myself to be a learned extrovert. I feel like I am more introverted, but I know how to flip the switch and turn it on. And there's a lot of people out there like that, that, you know, they know how to flip the switch, but really they're becoming depleted on the inside. And sometimes I think that has to do with us not realizing that we should have boundaries within ourselves. What advice would you have to somebody like me that is like, you know what, I need to start implementing boundaries with myself because honestly, I do too much and I need to take time for self-care.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And really that's where it starts too, right? It starts with your setting the boundaries for yourself. And that also kind of lends itself to giving yourself permission. That's a huge thing. Giving yourself the permission to say no or to say like yes i'm interested however i don't have the capacity to do that this weekend etc so i think just we tend to have a lot of pressure of oh well if i say no what are people going to think what is going to happen everyone's relying on me etc i think a really good way to start kind of practicing and figuring out where that lands with you is if you like, say you have an invitation to go to, you know, a relative's child's party or something is to ask yourself kind of like a series of questions. Like, do I want to go? Maybe yes, you'd love to go, but you've had a huge week. You've had conferences and you have sick family and you have people visiting. So kind of like, do I actually have the capacity to go? Can I, from a logistical, physical, mental, whatever standpoint, and then walking yourself through Just the whole process of accepting the invitation, like how are you going to feel leading up to that? And most importantly, by going to that like event or whatever um, and engaging with people and thinking of like everything that's going to happen, how are you going to feel? Are you going to be like leaving feeling more depleted? Are you going to be more stressed out? All of these things will help determine like, is it worth me going to this particular party and really stressing myself out? or not? Is saying yes to this invitation going to light me up? Is it because it's an an opportunity? You know, there's family and then there's like networking, for instance, is like just the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, what am I going with the intention of getting out of this? Am I networking to potentially meet business partners, friends, etc? So I should try to kind of push through? Or is it purely something that like it feels more I'm doing it out of obligation, but I cannot commit to that right now? I love what you
0: just said about, am I doing it out of obligation? I feel like so many of us do things out of obligation instead of like genuinely wanting to be there and be present. And I feel like that's a really good metric for us to use as, you know what, Can I attend this party? Can I attend this function? Can I attend this church service? You know, all of the random functions that happened around the holidays. Can I be present or do I feel obligated? That feels like a very aligned question that we should be asking ourselves. Honestly, year round, but specifically at this more heightened stress time of the year. What are some other common boundaries that need to be in place around the holidays, maybe not around like going to events, but maybe with family members or friends?
1: Yeah, I think that's an excellent question. So I have a diagram. I I can share this with you. Otherwise it's on my Instagram. I was referencing it earlier today when we were talking about this, but there's typically six types of boundaries that are, are discussed. And some of the common ones that I can imagine, I mean, definitely come up during the holidays. Outside of kind of the mental and emotional, which we touched on, would be anything time bound, like people's expectations of where you're spending your time and who you're spending your time with, especially maybe you're married and you have in-laws and people are fighting over who's going, you know, where over the different holidays and how much time you're spending in each place. A big one that will definitely be coming up this year and, and happens all the time are different kind of ideological or intellectual boundaries. So as many people have had so much to deal with over the past three years, whether it be the economy and job loss and COVID, all of these things and, and then different things happening in the world with politics, there's a lot of hot buttons, which you know, normally there's issues that you have sensitivity that you just don't want to discuss with certain people in your family. But when right. <laughs> there's so much more going on now, that's, I think, probably one of the biggest ones that people will need to understand and be comfortable saying, because people love, love to share their thoughts on that, right? Especially when they think that you guys are close or they feel comfortable thinking that you guys may have the same thought stream or, or same opinions. And maybe you used to, maybe things have changed. It's so So the intellectual one is definitely something that's crucial for what's called your psychological safety. And that's something we do a whole thing on psychological safety, but really making sure that you have boundaries of what you want to engage in, what conversations you want to engage in. Because so many people, especially when there's a lot of hot topics, they're just free flowing and sharing this. So making sure you feel comfortable either setting a verbal boundary or just physically exiting the room if, you know, getting up and exiting if something is making you feel uncomfortable or upset. That is
0: a phenomenal point. In my background, you know, I used to tour full time and there were certain things that we were not allowed to talk about on the road and politics was one of them. And I know, like you said, whenever you go into a family function, they think, oh, well, we grew up the same. So we must have the same political leanings or we must have the same ideological religious beliefs. And that's not always the case. You don't always know what's gone on in that person's life because they may not share all of their personal experiences or their traumas. And even trauma, I think might be something that we could put on that list of things that we may not want to get deep into because you don't know where people's triggers lie.
1: Yeah, and also if you think about it too, many people over the holidays are returning potentially to their childhood homes, their childhood environments. So it's very different how you're showing up in that environment, how you used to show up as a child, because you know, you didn't have a choice. And so now as an adult, you do have the ability and the authority to say, no, thank you. I don't want X, Y, and Z. I do not want to be treated like this. And so many people, once you start setting those boundaries, one of my favorite quotes is about setting boundaries and the people who do not appreciate or will not allow you to set boundaries are typically those who benefit from you not having any. Say someone used to always take advantage of you and for whatever capacity they're always, you know, you always, you're a very generous person. You're constantly handing out money this year. You just have some financial things come up. You just don't have the capacity. So the same people, because they're so used to that, they're asking you for, for money, for donations, for handouts. If you were to say, hey, you know, I would love to maybe next year, just don't have the bandwidth. They are those same people who will assert pressure and say, well, you always do this and kind of make you feel guilty. So having that boundary of and feeling okay with it, really, because where you haven't had boundaries before in any type of like communicative, physical, intellectual, wherever you've never Exerted any boundaries, it's going to be uncomfortable in the beginning when you start doing this practice. So that's why, kind of, what you mentioned earlier, how it's really important to start practicing these things as a form of self care early on. So when you are in a very heightened situation where it's family and trauma and and holidays (laughs) and like all of these expectations, you're able to better navigate those situations because you've already been practicing them throughout the year or over the years because it it takes time and it's a process to build up and actually feel comfortable, not only saying no, but enforcing that boundary because you can start setting those boundaries, but then when you get pushed back, you may feel, you know, uncomfortable because you've never had that boundary before. You've always said Yes. So the first time you say no and someone questions it, you kind of break down and you're like, okay, actually, you're right. I'll just do it because I'm used to doing it, right? So it's A, the awareness, the beginning to practice setting those boundaries, and then the continuous enforcement of those. And that's where you, you know, hopefully start getting some some inner peace. That's where self-care comes in. Every single step of the way is a self-care, self-respect action that you're taking.
0: I love that. Tell us about your talk that is going to be coming out as episode one on the Holiday Survival Private Podcast.
1: Yes, I'm so excited. I mean, really, if anything, that's kind of struck your interest today, we kind of do a little bit more of a deep dive into different examples of how you can set boundaries, where boundaries show up, and really kind of showing how this truly is an act of self-care. So saying no, it can be uncomfortable, but it does not have to be confrontational. And really just the idea of when you start doing that, you don't have to have the pendulum swing in the exact opposite direction. It's just a way of practicing and then finding that that sweet spot of, okay, in a work circumstance, I feel comfortable with X, Y, and Z boundaries. However, maybe in my personal life, my boundaries are much stronger, or they they show up in in this way, in this light. So it's really just kind of a deeper dive of, of what we've talked about today and chatting about how you can just make this work for you in every area of your life, definitely during the holidays, but throughout the rest of your life as well.
0: I think more people need to embrace the whole no is a complete sentence ideology. Yeah. Zaina, thank you so much for being here and sharing this with all of us. I know that it was really good for me to hear personally. So I'm sure that there are people out there listening that are like, yes, I need to learn more about implementing self-care and boundaries. Zaina, where can people find you if they would like to connect on social media or your website?
1: So my business is called Sea rock coaching. So you can find me at searockcoaching.com rock coaching.com. That's S E A R O C K coaching.com. And then my social media is the same at Sea rock coaching, most active on Instagram and then also on LinkedIn. So you can follow my page there or, or connect with me personally. I would love to hear from you. Amazing.
0: Well, everybody go to the show notes and make sure that you subscribe to our private podcast feed so that you can hear Zaina's training on self-care and boundaries. And I will also include her links in there if you would like to connect. So thank you everyone for listening. Can't wait for you to hear the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Holiday Survival Podcast. If you enjoyed the show and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review so that other people can see just how wonderful this podcast series is. We also have a private podcast series featuring our expert guests where they will be guiding you through this season with their patented methods to help you thrive during what can be a very hard time of year. To learn more about how you can subscribe to the private podcast series or for more information about our expert guests, please go to the show notes or holidaysurvivalpod.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful holiday season.